feeling like I've like I've I've done a good job and that I have that sense of pride there in, in, in my work in my work and in what I've done and what I've achieved. That's what it is for me. Hello everyone and welcome to our first episode of Capital in Conversation, AMP Capital's internal podcast helping you get to know the people behind the job titles. My name is India Roberts-Smiley and I'm an Employee Experience Communications Consultant here at AMP Capital. Capital in Conversation is a new podcast series releasing short, sharp episodes just like this one, where you can hear from different employees across the business as we sit down to chat about what they do, what they're focused on right here and now, and what interesting things are happening in their world. We'll also dive into some more personal topics, how they find passion and fulfillment in their role, what they wanted to be when they grew up, what people might misunderstand about them, and their favourite piece of advice they've ever received. At its heart, this podcast is made for you, our employees. So more than anything, we'd love to hear from you about what you'd like to hear about and the people you'd like to hear from. This week, I sat down with Aideen O'Donovan, not long after her appointment as AMP Capital's Chief Financial Officer. Aideen has been with AMP Capital for over 10 years, spending time in various parts of the finance division across the AMP Group. We spoke about what she wanted to be when she grew up, how she's finding her feet in her new role, what she does to de-stress, and how she personally defines success. Here's Aideen. Well, Aideen, thank you very much for joining me and having uh, being our first guest on the podcast. Thank you, India. I will start off with a question I'm going to ask every guest, and that is, are you a coffee or a tea drinker, and how do you have it? Oh, okay. Um, well, I am both. Um, so coffee, usually a skim cap or a skim flat white, um, or tea, it will be herbal. Mm-hmm. And do you have a couple of coffees throughout the day or are you just a one coffee in the morning type of person? Oh, um, well, with COVID, I have reduced it down to one coffee a day. But in the office, I find that I drink in the office, it's always two, one mm-hmm. in the morning and one in the afternoon and trying to keep it at that. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> now, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, what you were like as a child and what you really wanted to be um when you grew up, did you always want to be in finance or was that always sort of a dream of yours or what was the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up, when you were little? No, I, I, I didn't always want to be in finance. <laughs> um, that, that sort of just came about later. Um, look, I don't, I don't think, I probably like lots of children, I didn't have, you know, I didn't sort of have a really clear view that sort of stuck all the way through. It sort of would change depending on what was happening at, a time, at the time. Certainly when I was a lot younger in school and the like, that would have been being a teacher. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, and, and then I guess it would have changed as it went on. But um, depending on what was happening in my life at the time, it seemed it seemed to change and evolve. So when I was younger, being a teacher, then when I was older, being a doctor. Uh, so lots mm-hmm. of different things. But no, certainly it wasn't like finance was crying out to me from the start or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know if it is for many for many young children. That's very no. that's very true. And so, how did you um, get into finance? Were you always great at maths in high school? Um, how did I get into finance? Again, probably driven a lot by um, specific teachers that I had in school. 
Um, I, at the time, back then, back then, there seemed to be like a right or a wrong answer. And that mm-hmm. appealed to me. I know better now. There's much more <laughs> now. Um, but back then, it was always, you know, it was right or it was wrong. And the problem solving component of it always appealed to me. Um, and the teacher that that I had um, for, for a number of years in accounting, um, she was really good. And she she definitely would have been a part of it and a factor. Um, but yeah, that was mm-hmm. it. Were you um were you rebellious at all at school or were you a a, a good no, goodie? I was a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, the rebelliousness I left with my brother. <laughs> nice. It's always one in the girl, family. Yeah. <laughs> and so you did, I'm guessing, sort of finance or accounting at university. Um, and that yeah. was in Ireland. That's where you're yes. from. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, what brought you to Australia? Um, I came so I came to Australia for nine months because a year was too long, and um, that was, yeah, over thirteen years ago now. <laughs> um, so I I haven't I just haven't really gone back. Um, I came initially. It was um, it was just to do something different, to to do some traveling and have an adventure and see a different part of the world. Um, and when I got here, um, I actually, I really liked it. And for a long time, I was like, oh, I'll just stay a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And a little bit longer has grown to be quite a bit longer. Yeah, but it was, certainly wasn't part of the plan um, to, still, to still be here. Um, but that, that's the way the world goes, I guess. I still travel back to Ireland. Well, usually COVID obviously has put a bit of a spanner in the works on that. But usually I would travel back and, you know, quite frequently my family are all still there. Wow. So you came over just sort of as a as a nine month stint holiday. Yeah. I was on a leave of absence from my job at the time. Um, yeah. Anyway, and I up and said, actually, <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> not yet anyway. Yeah. But your parents loved that. And did you meet your husband in Australia or back yeah. home? In Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I want to quickly touch on our half year financial results time that we've just sort of um, just passed a couple of weeks ago. What's that time like for your team, for you and your team? Oh, look, it's, um, you know, half, half year is always a busy time. I mean, I always focus on it quite hard to try and and make it that it that insofar as possible that it is the same monthly process that we always go through with the accounts but it obviously does get a lot more scrutiny and a lot more attention so um the 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 additional effort and focus tends to be particularly on messaging the results so telling the story behind the numbers the numbers on their on their own can be um you know, they can be a little bit bland and, and the focus then is trying to tell the underpinning drivers and stories of what's happening there. And um, it always really surprises me. You know, we lock down the numbers within about five days and then six weeks later, you're, there's still <laughs> changes happening around the words. Um, but it really is um, overall, it's a team effort. There's lots of teams and lots of people involved, much, much broader than just finance. So finance comms, investor relations, investment performance, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a broad number of people involved. There's a lot of stakeholder management involved and it really relies on um, everybody in that grouping, you know, doing their piece and and everybody does. And I think they, they really have, um, 
you know they've got a, a, a there's a really good sort of sense of team in it and everybody plays plays their part um and it is very much a combined effort so Aideen, you've obviously just stepped into the role in the last couple of weeks as chief chief financial officer what have the last few weeks been like for you and how are you finding your feet in the new role well, um, I guess, I, I, as, as I said earlier, I really do try to keep it that half year or year end reporting feels as much as a, as possible, um, like the normal monthly process insofar as possible. So no, that that actually was a component that I was quite comfortable with because mm-hmm. um, I, I know that, that, that piece of the role. Um, but it has been a tumultuous time. There's no denying that um, for everybody in the organisation. Um, and I guess it's just been learning to, um, as, same as everyone, just operate within within the uncertainty. So trying, mm. trying to find, find my feet within it, as, as everybody is, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess most of us in the organisation are still navigating coming into the office a little bit, but also working from home um, a few days a week. How are you finding working from home? Is it something you're enjoying or um, do you prefer the office? Um, I'm coming into the office a couple of days a week, so I, I have that mix and that balance there. Um, I found working from home really challenging at the beginning, but um, I'm used to it now and I've settled into it and into the groove. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm quite quite well set up here. So actually, so I, I um, I'm, I'm happy with both. I do try to keep it as different um, type of work, depend if. if you know, I, I I don't like to go into the office and have back to back meetings all day long because in some ways that sort of defies the point. I feel if I'm in there, I should be taking the opportunity to speak to people. Um, mm-hmm. It's easier said than done to try and manage that outcome. Um, but no, I, I'm very comfortable with both. And, and, and But I am happy also coming in a couple of days a week just to, you know, to to keep the the office, the office vibe going. <laughs> Mm, I found the same. I think it, it's great to do to keep you working from home days to do sort of quiet desk time. But then when you are in the office, exactly to organise those meetings, to have face to face time and use it to sort of just bounce ideas off people and and jam on things and that kind of thing. So it is nice when you get into a little bit um, of a rhythm. Do you at all struggle to stay focused when you're working from home? Is that something you've um, struggled with since the beginning of COVID? And do you have any productivity hacks that you like to use and um, I haven't say I haven't struggled to stay focused I've struggled to 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 probably turn off if mm-hmm. anything so I have been trying to um you know to to, to sort of to, to split kind of home at home and work at home and um, yeah. so for example you know I leave my my laptop and I'm set up and everything in, in the one room all the time that's just a small thing just but a little bit of a delineation um between you know my work room at home and my and the rest of my life at home um mm-hmm. but no fo- focus hasn't been a problem um you know there, there, there's a lot on for everybody so um it, it's um there, there's been more more than enough enough to keep me focused and busy in that regard. In terms of productivity hacks, um, I mean, something that I have always done is, um, you know, get it out of your head and onto a page. So, you know, I'm going, going to bed at night and I'm kind of thinking, God, these are all the things I haven't done yet and I have to do tomorrow. And just to almost um, just jot them down, write myself an email, <laughs> send an email, mm. and then that's it. It's gone. It's off. 
Um, and I'm not trying to remember <laughs> to remember it. So I've always done that, just jot things down or send myself a note, send myself a to-do list. I have more to-do lists for myself than, than from anything else. Nothing yeah. like receiving a to-do list in the morning from yourself the night before that's just half-formed yeah, half sentences. <laughs> a bit of a brain dump. Okay, I'm going to wrap up the conversation with a series of super quick um quick fire questions so you can just answer these at the top of your head what is something you do to de-stress um just like a really simple thing like just going for a walk going going to a cafe reading the paper um mm. i all just having that little bit of space just for myself yeah that's mm. important what is something that you do not have patience for at work or in life it doesn't have to necessarily be about work in work, if you were to ask my team that, they would say um, version control. <laughs> I, get, I find it really, really annoying <laughs> if I can't find, you know, the most recent version of something easily. Um, so it is a continuous topic that I that I'm always talking about. So that that's probably what my team would call out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my next one is: What is something you're passionate about outside of work? Traveling, I love going to new places and seeing seeing new parts of the world. And um, I haven't been doing any of that this year in 2020 with COVID, um, but that is something that I love doing, near near or far. Where is the most exciting place you've ever been, or your favorite favorite holiday? Um, I have been to South Africa twice and I loved it on both occasions. They were many years apart, but I absolutely loved it. Um, particularly going on going on safari there. It was an amazing experience. If you ever get the chance to do it, I would jump at it. Wow, I would absolutely love to. All right, that could be on my post-COVID list. Yeah. Um, what would the new Aideen tell the old Aideen? It would have to be, as I said earlier, <laughs> um, tr tr trust your gut and um, don't second guess so much. That takes a lot of second guess, guess myself. That that takes a lot of energy. And really, at the end of it all, just just go with your own your own sense on it. Trust trust your gut. Hey, Dean, I have one more question to wrap up the conversation, and that is what does success look like to you? Um. Success, look, I think success is individual to everybody and it means different things to, to different people. For me, um, it's it's all about um, how it makes me feel. So feeling like I've done a good job, feeling a sense of pride and a sense of achievement in what I've done. So for me personally, it's much more about um, an, an internal sense of achievement, not an external, um, you know, no, nothing really from an external perspective at all, but feeling like I've, like I've I've done a good job and that I have that sense of pride there in, in, in my work in my work and in what I've done and what I've achieved. That's what it is for me. Oh, that's so important. What a nice note to end on for the conversation. Um, I'm going to have to wrap it up there. I just want to say thank you very, very much, Aideen, for sitting down and taking the time to have a chat with me. I know you're incredibly busy in a new role with a new team, but also um, just in what is a busy couple of weeks for everyone. So thank you. It's been so refreshing just to have a chat um, and hear a little bit about your life and what's happening in your world. So thank you. I'm sure I'll see you in the office sometime soon. Thank you, India. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Capital in Conversation with Adina Donovan.
We hope you enjoyed it. Please keep an eye out on Workplace for our next episode. And if you have any feedback or suggestions of who you might like to hear from, please reach out to anyone in the employee experience team.